and welcome into a Tuesday edition of the Paul Farrington Show. Paul Farrington joined alongside Zach Bloomquist, best producer in the world. He's got a camera on him today. Remember, flexing everything. Zach, uh, you get a camera on him and there's going to be a lot of flexing. And we're joined by Robert Ziggy Ziegler, of course, over in Virginia. Ziggy, thanks for uh, thanks for being here. You know, Andrew and Jack, they're a critical piece of this show. I'd be lying if I said that they weren't perhaps the, uh, the, the most attention-getting personalities that we have. But uh, Jack, unfortunately, has to work today, and Andrew ran off to a Met game, you know. I guess I guess you only have so many good seasons with the Mets, so you got to take advantage, am I right? Well, Paul, someone, someone's got to be on the show to be right, so it's <laughs> so not going to be yeah. you. It's certainly not oh, going to oh, be really? Zach. Whoa, interesting, whoa, interesting. whoa. Okay. So Ziggy, whoa, Ziggy's Ziggy, playing Superman Ziggy, for us today. Who said the Giants were in the game last year? Who said the Giants were in the game true. last week? That is true. And later on, we'll go over all the picks that we made. Um, not too much in depth, but we'll give you a, an updated rankings on our little game that we're playing. Uh, only one person failed to get two points, so we'll tell you who that was in a little bit. But... Um, Pretty fun football weekend. Very exciting games. Gosh, we have a little fly in the studio who's just gonna gonna bother us all all day long. Would you like the disc thing to try and whack no, them out? No, we'll let this one go. But um, again, super exciting weekend of football. Sunday was a great day for me and Ziggy. A lot of Notre Dame fans. Saturday, abysmal. Ziggy, I know you have you have a story that we haven't heard yet. So please tell us so- what's, what's going on. So, Paul, Saturday, I was uh, giving a talk at a philosophy conference, and one of the professors there who I know pretty well is a Notre Dame fan. Sounds so, like you know, a The good Marshall guy. game was just about to start. It, like, my talk finished at 225. So I sit down and I start talking with him. We're talking about the Ohio State game. And he says, oh, you know, Notre Dame, they looked pretty good. How do you think Notre Dame's going to do for the rest of the season, Robert? And he gets back to me. I say, unknowingly, unwittingly, not realizing what I was about to do. I say, I think Notre Dame can run the table. <laughs> you know, we got Marshall. My mom didn't even know they were a football team when I was on the phone with her on Friday. Then we got what? Cal? Clemson? There's no danger. Wow, you, you, say Clemson, you say Clemson like they're not, what are they, number four? DJ Uyunglele doesn't have any. But in any case, Notre Dame obviously loses to Marshall. And afterwards, he sends me an email. The email says, never say anything positive about <laughs> Notre Dame football ever again to my face. Really? Wow. Trent. Okay. <laughs> okay. And it was, it, was, it was kind of a joke. Like, you know, he was, he was messing around well, a, a little, little serious, bit. But a little serious, though. He knew what I did. And he, he cautioned me. He said, look, don't get too excited about this Notre Dame. <laughs> they they will yeah. let you down. That sounds like us when we're talking with Michael. That sounds like us. Whenever we see Michael before a big game, we're like, Michael, do not say a word. Just sit down and, and ignore. Like, we're happy to have you with us. But the moment that you say something, we know it's going to go horribly wrong for us. So we need you to just be quiet here. So, yeah, that sounds like uh, perhaps a little bit of a jinx <laughs> on the end of Robert Ziggy Ziegler. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, oh, well done. Well, 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 well done. You, you, you know, Paul? You talked about how it was a great weekend. Well, my weekend was ruined. I don't even care if the Vikings were. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Before we get into NFL, this will be, this will be very quick because I don't want to talk about this Notre Dame game for too long. But I'm sitting there watching at my house. And right now, a lot of people are saying that Notre Dame is a very bad football team. And, and for fair reason. You can't lose to Marshall. But this has happened every single year. 
since we've got there. Really, there's been a scare early in the season. A lot of times at home, go back to Ball State, go back to Toledo last year. They had us beat. If the running back takes a knee there on his uh, little scamper down the the near hat the near uh, end line, like we lose that game and they kick a game winning field goal. He runs into the end zone instead, and Jack Gont gets to play hero. But the problem is, it's like you can't let these games pile up when you're at home look at what Alabama and Georgia do even Michigan now like you got to win these games 55-3 make a statement when you're playing Marshall it shouldn't even have to be a statement it's the talent gap is so significant now I don't want to I don't want to act like you know it's 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 a that I'm in the right here and that I'm talking down on the players because I know a couple players on the team right now and I know that no one Like, no one works harder than those guys. No one's more angry than they are about this loss. Like, there's a reason that they're pushing pushing the sleds in in training camp with Ohio State pictures on it because we're focused on beating the elite teams in college football. You're you're not focused on beating Marshall. That's like, this shouldn't even be a thing. Um, So I know no one's more upset than they are. It's just you you can't lose to Marshall. And Marcus Freeman. I'm like, (laughs) go ahead, go ahead. Here, here, here's real. Here's Cut the thing. Me off the cliff. A little bit. So here, here's the thing. <laughs> and this is what I think is so frustrating about Notre Dame. It's like you look like what Alabama does. Every year they've got a close game too. Now, admittedly, it's against a little bit of a better team, right, than a Marshall. Maybe it's against Texas last week, and maybe it's against Auburn last year where they really – they've got no business winning the game. But the best teams, the very best – almost always find a way to win from those situations. And when you're watching Notre Dame, you just do not have the confidence that this team's going to pull it out. That's the thing that makes it so different. It's because of Alabama, even when things are looking rough, you know, you've got Bryce Young. You're not seriously considering losing to Texas. Oh, we didn't we didn't cover the spread. Even when you're Notre past, Dame, Ziggy, it's... Even in the past, though, we had Ian Book. We had Jack Cohn. They went on these game-winning drives. It, like, this was just happened to be the year... We had Tyler Buckner instead, and he throws the game-losing interception, the game-losing pick six. So it's, it's, it's very, very annoying as a Notre Dame fan to sit here in week two and know that every other game from now on, while they're still important, say it would be great, say they won out and went to a New Year's Six Bowl, like that's awesome, but we're in it to win championships. I, I don't care what other people say. I root for Notre Dame to win national championships. And like we've had this argument before. Always, it's always better to have the chance to win than to not, because some people say, well, I'd just like to win a big bowl game first. Like, nope, nope. Get to the playoff, have the opportunity. I don't care how big of a favorite Georgia is, and that's over this year. So we have to we have to move on. Um, but my God, you can't lose to Marshall. We're losing, <laughs> we're losing Zach Thomas again. We're losing it's Zach a sign. Thomas, yeah, it's, yeah. Maybe. I got a quick question. Yeah. Do you guys have to pay those teams to come to you guys? We do. We paid $1.25 million. $1.5 million. $1.5? Were we $1.5? Jeez. One point five million to Marshall and another one point five million to Cal this weekend. Wow. It's, it's just I'm t- I'm tired of teams walking into Notre Dame Stadium and having program defining moments <laughs> on our field. Like la- last year, Cincinnati celebrating on our field. There were Marshall players crying on the field. That's how big of an upset it was. Like, you can't. You just can't. I think I sent you a TikTok on that, right? Did I not send you a TikTok yeah, on that? Yeah, Zach sent me a TikTok <laughs> on this Ziggy, and I was like, "All right, just, just, just." F- Mar- Marshall yeah. players should be crying in our field, but not from joy. They should be <laughs> crying because we just crushed their hopes and dreams. No, so we, we keep giving people. Know. We this, keep giving people uh, career-defining moments or, uh, or program-defining moments, but 
Hey, look, you said it, and you forget it. Keep yeah. moving on. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on. I'm not forgetting this. <laughs> well, Dak Prescott. They're not forgetting. Cowboys of, aren't forgetting speaking that. Speaking of fan bases that are upset, Dak Prescott breaks his thumb last night, if I believe, on his throwing hand late mm-hmm. in the game. And that was, that was in pretty meaningless time, too. The game, the game was out of reach at that point. But uh, Dak Prescott breaks his right thumb, uh, his throwing hand again. And uh, the Cowboys, next few weeks, I mean, man, if he's out six to eight, which is what everyone's saying at this point, like that, that could be the season right there. I know they have – I think they have the Giants, Washington, Detroit, and Chicago for sure. Like, those are the easy games. And really, right now, the Giants might not be as easy as people thought. Washington is always going to give them a battle. Uh, Detroit's putting up points. I know that we're not huge on them here, but, like, those are still games you, you might lose with Cooper Rush because that offense is completely inept. There are no, no targets I mean, for him to throw to. Here's the thing: is we all we all knew that the Cowboys would take a step back. They traded Amari Cooper away for a fifth round pick and got no immediate replacements. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's starting to get old, and it's not so clear Tony Pollard can be the lead back. But what they were hoping was that Dak Prescott would take that next step forward to being an elite quarterback and make up for it because he's still got a good target in Amari Cooper in uh, CD Lamb. Michael Gallup will be back soon. That was the hope, but. Without Dak and with a struggling offensive line, I just don't see... And the defense is paradigmatically garbage. Mike McCarthy continues to not know how to use players. I just I can't see this team going more than 500 in those games. Then they've got a brutal back half. They do. No, as soon as he gets back, or at least when they're projecting Dak to get back, it's going to be Green Bay, Minnesota. And, uh, you know, those Vikings are looking pretty good right now. But, no, it's... it's uh, it's not a good time to be a Cowboy fan. There were some talks, some murmurs of trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I just don't think you want to give up as much as San Francisco is going to be asking for to get a guy just, just as a round. I don't think San Francisco wants to give up Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I, they, they probably don't. <laughs> I mean, he was about to go to the Rams if they released him. The Ram, the, yeah, the Rams were secretly looking at him. Didn't, didn't tell anybody. Just if he was released, he was going to the Rams. Yeah, I think I think Dallas would be smart to just you know let the season go where it may. Um, if you're able to find a, a cheaper option, because what do you think Garoppolo would go for? Do you think that would be a a, a first round pick, second round pick? No idea. I don't know what. <laughs> honestly, I don't know what Garoppolo uh, would fetch. Yeah, I, I'm not sure either. But whatever the draft capital that you'd have to give over to San Francisco is, I don't think Dallas would want to do it for six weeks, seven weeks at most. So. We'll see. We'll see if uh, Philadelphia is as good as they looked against Detroit. That might not be the best test of whether or not they're an elite team, but I will tell you one thing. Micah Parsons, that dude can play. He is an absolute monster coming off the edge. I'm not sure. With T.J. Watt out, he might be the premier pass rusher in football right now. I I would agree. Yeah. With T.J. Watt in, he might be the premier <laughs> pass rusher in football. He, he might, yeah. No, so I... Uh, they definitely have some talent on that defense that might be able to, to help them out for a little while against some of those weaker teams we mentioned. But, yeah, no Dak Prescott, big problems in Dallas. Let's uh, let's move on. See, this is where it's unfortunate that we don't have Jack or Andrews because now we're going to start getting into some of the bigger games this weekend. And perhaps the wildest game in the past few years was Steelers-Bengals. Jack, as he said, was all over the Steelers. What were they at? Plus six and a half, I think, going into the, the week. Yeah. He liked that. Mm-hmm. He didn't pick them for his bet. But um, Steelers-Bengals, what a wild game. Uh, 
and you know Steelers the Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh's able to walk away with a victory but at what cost because with TJ Watt coming out I remember Jack is saying in our group chat no he, he's not replaceable but we can get by without him and I'm not sure like he he is you're talking about defensive player of the year quality player in TJ Watt and I'm not sure if that's going to be something that they can just go through the rest of the season with. Uh, he might be able to come back late in the season, were they saying? Uh, it'd be per playoffs. Like very late, yeah. yeah. So without TJ Watt, Najee Harris gets a little dinged up. A, a great win for Pittsburgh, who's able to, you know, who somehow has five turnovers, or who somehow gets five turnovers mm-hmm. from the Bengals and still has to win the game in overtime. But whenever you're able to go in there and take down a division rival, you have to be excited. It's just... I don't know with uh, with the way that things shaped out, maybe maybe you have to dampen those expectations a little. I don't think Mitch Trubisky threw a touchdown pass yesterday, did he? I, I think he had zero touchdown. No, passes. he threw one. He threw one to Najee Harris. Oh, yeah, Najee Harris did. It, it was on like a little. Uh, it was function. You know, it was one of those like gimmicky running back passes. Oh, so Najee did all the like work. It was, but overall, I mean, like Mitch, Mitch really. I, I don't think Mitch Trubisky is very good. I don't think he's the kind of guy that you want. Leading them for the entire season. I one at some point I do expect Kenny to pick it. Or I do expect Kenny <laughs> Kenny to pick it. I do expect Kenny Pickett to play, and I think that that'll be the right choice because give him reps now, let him get experience, let him make mistakes. They're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Mitch Trubisky is not winning you the Super Bowl, and he's probably not going to win you the division. I know you beat Cincy, but again, look what it took. So get Pickett in there, give him the reps, let him grow as a player, and then next year you come in and you have a better chance. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm the, the wrong one here. I mean, here's it, it feels very strange to be saying this after your team just beats a team that went to the Super Bowl last year, but if <laughs> I'm know. the Steelers, the alarm bells are sounding. I don't care how good your defense is. It is not reliable to have a 5 to 0 turnover differential. No. And with that 5 to 0 turnover differential, they had to go to overtime and win off fluke after fluke from the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, let's let's remember too. The game ended on a blocked kick. Let's we'll give credit to Minka Fitzpatrick. It was a phenomenal play, but it's not like it's not like the Steelers were <laughs> were going to win that game if uh, <laughs> if Nick Pearson puts that through. It, it was you know it was or coming just, down. If, to if the lawn snapper's not injured in overtime, McPherson drills that field goal from like forty five easy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because McPherson was someone who, coming into the season, everyone just assumed would be automatic throughout most of the year. And I think he drilled, what, like a 58-yarder early in the game? He had a very long field goal, and it's just, yep, business <laughs> as usual. And then all of a sudden, you know, shit hits the fan real quick. So Steelers but, survived the Bengals. That, 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 that kick was not McPherson's fault. Stop it. No, no, no. The I'm snapper saying, snapped it high. The laces yeah, no, were facing that's what, that's McPherson. What well, well, yeah. I mean, I, I still think... You get paid millions. I still, Gotta make I still that. think he, should, he needs to no, make No kicker in the NFL is hitting that kick more than 10% of the time. Justin you know, Tucker of the time. How, shakes where that you kick. Pull, where are you pulling you, these numbers? You know who's there? kicking that? You know who's making that? Sanders. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, Sanders. That hey, how'd Sanders do last week? How'd Sanders do last week? <laughs> this week? Yeah. On Sunday? He, I think he made every single one. <laughs> Did he? He made like one extra point. I don't know. I, w- I wasn't paying too much attention to the kickers, except I have McPherson fantasy. So. All right. Steelers-Bengals, great game. Perhaps an even better game, though, took place in Minnesota. Uh, a dominant, a statement win for the Vikings uh, in their, their first game with Kevin O'Connell as head coach. Uh, they 
They, they really did just dominate the Packers uh, from start to finish, with the exception, I will make the exception, of a couple big drops here or there, a couple, uh, you know, fourth down stops that we had. You, mo- you mean momentum changers? Momentum changing <laughs> plays, uh, in which case if Green Bay had made them, maybe we're, lo- we're talking about a different game today. But outside of a fourth and goal stop and a 70-yard, 75-yard touchdown that was dropped by Christian Watson, the rookie, really a great performance from the Vikings. Um, you could really tell the difference between the Mike Zimmer approach and the Kevin O'Connell approach just in, just in the first half alone. Uh, Adam Thielen mentioned it after the game. He said, I've never been a part of an offense that just keeps attacking and attacking the way that we did today. Um, and Look, it's exciting as a Vikings fan, Ziggy, you would know the same thing, to see that more of a an air raid, more of an up-tempo, you know, modern offense than the way Mike Zimmer ran in the past few years. Not to hate on Mike Zimmer because some of his teams are very, very good. It's just... I'll hate on Mike Zimmer. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go Sign for it, up. please. Let's hear this, Ziggy. I'm ready for this I mean, one. If you want to sit down and try and figure out why the Vikings are the way they are, you have to ask why that Packers have run the NFC North for, what, a decade or more? <laughs> they've had, like, the occasional loss division here or there, but they've dominated the division, and I'll tell you why. It's because Mike Zimmer, in many ways, is the Jimbo Fisher of the NFL. Oh, here, yeah, okay. Okay. He's got a, he's got he's got the he's got what Clint Kubiak calling the plays with his like nineteen ninety three offense. I mean, the, the thing is, is that the modern NFL you just cannot be a team that's afraid to attack and throw the ball, and you certainly can't be afraid to attack and throw the ball against Aaron freaking Rodgers. Yeah, no, it was very. But, you know, here's the thing about Aaron Rodgers, yes. right? Here, here's how you beat Aaron Rodgers, Paul. I'll tell you how you beat Aaron Rodgers. You and this is the Devante thing that separates. Yes. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with Devontae Adams. What you do is you get a big lead early, and then Aaron Rodgers starts whining and quits on the game. Wasn't that crazy? The, the body language from Aaron Rodgers, and, I, you know, beyond body language, visibly he was saying things. Um, he was he pissed gave off up. the entire yeah, well, I He mean, was pissed he the gave entire up. game. I mean, right off the bat, you knew it was going to be downhill when your rookie wide receivers has five-plus oh, yards dude, of separation, and, and he's staring at it, and you just watch it go through his hands. No, no, that, well, that, but here's, that here's the thing. Here's moment. the thing. Huge moment. Aaron Rodgers has no right to complain because he signed off on this plan. Right? He yeah. knew when he re-signed of Green Bay that Devontae Adams was getting traded for a first-round pick, and he was fine with it. And Ziggy, I kept waiting the entire offseason. I'm sitting there waiting, looking at ESPN, NFL.com. At some point, I'm thinking Green Bay has to make a move for a, a more threatening perimeter player, and it never came. So they, they were comfortable rolling into the season with, and, you know, he missed this, Alan Lazard missed this game, but Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb. Like, it's not 2014. Those, uh, those latter guys that I said are not in their prime anymore. They're a lot slower than they used to be. So absolutely reason to be frustrated if you're Aaron Rodgers, but you're totally right. He signed off for this. Um, I, I think they'll be okay because Aaron is that damn good at, at football. That he'll be yeah. able to make some plays. I, they're not gonna, Green Bay's not going to have a bad year. Yeah, I think once Lazard comes back, well, he'll, yeah, be, he'll be he'll be a little be okay. happier with Lazard AJ back. AJ Dillon but. was awesome all day long. Aaron yeah. Jones is still a, a threatening player, but uh, you know the question you have to ask, though, like I've got, I've, I've got no doubt Green Bay's going to the playoffs. But if they get off to a slow start and the Vikings stay this hot, the division could be tricky. You know, the the Packers have sort of a tough opening schedule, right? They've got to play. The Buccaneers, they've got to play the Patriots. They've got to play well, the Bills well, in a couple of weeks. Uh, New England, uh, 
Yeah. New England sucks. But you look at the the, the the Vikings don't have to face a team that did well this weekend until they face the Bills November 13th. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. What about the Vikings? What about the Dolphins? Don't forget about the Dolphins, uh, yeah. Ziggy. Zach wants. Zach wants that. Don't Dolphins forget game. about the Dolphins. October sixteenth in Miami. November. This guy's all the way in November. <laughs> he doesn't even forgot about October. I, dude, I think this Monday night's going to be tough. I think Philadelphia. Will, uh, how, many, how, many, how many rushing yards do the Dolphins have this week? God knows, but they looked great. All right, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. I want to have one final point here on Minnesota. Actually, two. Two final points on Minnesota. Uh, Zadarius Smith, that signing, it seemed went a little bit under the radar. It flew under the radar throughout much of the offseason. Vikings fans acknowledged it, but not not too much publicity. He had a couple plays where you very quickly saw why they wanted him so badly. He He's a difference maker as a pass rusher. And last year, again, he felt that he was disrespected by Green Bay. There was one play where he blew up uh, AJ Dillon. I was, I was, was just about to about? say that. He yeah. lit up yeah. AJ Dillon. Uh, it wasn't even looking at him. Fumble. Wasn't even wasn't, looking no, at no. AJ Dillon. Just said, get out the way. Um, I think if this defense is able to hold it together on the back end, if that young secondary can gel a little bit, you're looking at you're looking at the best team in the NFC. Zach Thomas has officially fallen. You're looking at the best team in the NFC. Paul, Paul did, did, you, did you see that play where Aaron? Paul, did you see that play where Aaron Rodgers tried blocking Zadarius Smith yeah. and just <laughs> yes. got blown up? Yes. Like that's I almost wonder if there's some bad blood between them. Like if Aaron uh, I think they were both like, smiling. I think they were both smiling to each other though. I think they were both smiling. Oh, I know, but like No, there's that was a little, hard. There's a well, little No, punch. I think Sedarius hates, hates he, he, the want, organization. he wanted to hit Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he wanted to hit Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure every day of the Yeah, past but I think I think that's more or less yeah. going at the organization than it is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure there's I think there's he a hits the organization more than he hits Aaron Rodgers. And it, it just it has to go somewhere, and it's going to go at their quarterback, yeah. right? Like, And one, one final note here. Um, we predicted a couple weeks back in our Dark Horse MVPs. We were predicting uh, different players, and I took... And, you know, to be fair, like, let's get out in the open. Ziggy was going to take the same player. Um, but we wound up we wound up deciding to have him take Aaron Donald instead. That's Justin Jefferson. And that first half... What, what? What are you laughing at? Here? Just to let you that know, I hit the wrong one. Incredible. Sorry, sorry. I hit the. It was supposed to be this oh, one. Oh, clap! Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. yeah. I don't know the soundboard completely the, yet. Uh, the first half, man. Hundred. What do you have? Hundred fifty-eight yards and two touchdowns, and maybe eight catches or so in the first half against Green Bay. I'm sitting there watching the game, going, "Like, holy crap! He, he actually, <laughs> he could actually have a chance to win MVP." Now he didn't. He didn't carry that over to a dominant second half. He, oh, he kind of did, right? What did he end up with? He, he, he ended, ended up, up with like 184. 184. So he, he still had a solid second half. But yeah. no, there were moments in that first half where the announcer actually said out loud, how is he that open? <laughs> and that's what Justin Jefferson's been saying the entire offseason. People, people have said he's a little cocky for maybe, or not cocky, but disrespecting Cooper Cup a little bit. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm watching the game and, and he is wide open. Whatever Kevin O'Connell's drawing up seems to be working. And let's not forget the Packers have one of the best secondaries in the NFL, right? This is not, he's not carving up some crummy team here. We're talking about Darnell Savage. We're talking about Jair Alexander, like good players. A lot of people, a lot of people want to see Jair cover him the whole game. Next, next. It looked like before. they played a lot of zone though. It looked like they were playing a lot of zone I every time. I think they were. Then the, people were saying, like, why is Jair not just shadowing yeah, Jefferson? So yeah. I, I, you know what? I bet we see that. It, it doesn't matter. There's no one in the NFL that can shadow him. Your best bet against Justin Jefferson is playing Zoward.
Xavier Howard here. Uh, no, Je- Jefferson's awesome, and he, he just—he's not the fastest guy in the world. He's not the quickest, but he's just a, an unbelievable route runner. He seems to glide down the field. Um, I do—I do recall though, after the minute Justin Jefferson got his first touchdown. We were in Paul's basement. You know what Paul decided to do all the way around his basement? What did I do? He decided to gritty. <laughs> Maybe one of these days on, on this podcast we'll see Maybe Paul do, hit, hit no, a little I, gritty for us. I, Maybe if he wins on. MVP. If he wins, if if he wins, wins MVP, MVP, Paul, I, give a little gritty. I mean, the Vikings win the division. I'll gritty, I'll gritty around. Oh, all right, no, here. Um, put it on the board. And here's what I'll say. It's a lot of people wouldn't expect me to have a good gritty, but I do. I, uh, I do. I'll give it to you, yeah. It's yeah. better when you're drunk. Tom, my friend Tom. The moment that I showed him the gritty for the first time, and he'll deny it now, he said, holy fuck, that's good. That That's how solid my gritty is. So, you know, people will doubt it, but no, no, I, I can actually gritty. Um, <laughs> we'll see We'll see if people yeah. start asking me to do it. That could have been a mistake. All right. Well, Paul, when you got to operate a lemonade stand, you can do a gritty outside. I will not be operating a lemonade stand. Steelers, Dolphins. No, Pat Steelers, Dolphins. Dolphins. Oh, Sorry, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have the Steelers written next to them. Yeah. Pat's Dolphins. Incredible. Exactly. Incredible. Yeah, you must be feeling pretty good. Bro. I am on cloud nine right now with all those weapons. And this, this, is, this is where I'd also like to see Andrew because Andrew came in and he said, Bill Belichick and that defense there. Just, it'll be a master class performance for Bill Belichick is what Andrew said. Mm-hmm. What, was, what was the final score? Uh, it was 22-7. Yeah, 22-7. Mac 20 Jones. 22-7. Look, Mac Jones... <laughs> No, not buying it. Sorry, I'm not buying it, and I'm not buying what they're putting around him. It's not he Tom Brady. terrible. It's not Tom Brady. You can't survive on Jacoby Myers and Devontae Parker and Hunter Henry. you got to give him some weapons. And so without that, Mac Jones is going to be a completely average to below average quarterback this year. Uh, we'll, we'll see Bill Belichick probably go and prove us wrong and have oh, some yeah. incredible scheme I'm uh, sure. drawn up. But look, week one, lots of questions from the Patriots. But from a Miami perspective... Tyreek Hill did not seem to skip much of a beat. He didn't skip a beat. I mean, we didn't see the 90-yard touchdowns, but throughout the game, again, wide open. He, Tua yeah. really didn't miss too many. A couple throws that I think he would have he liked to have had back. 23 for 33. Tua was okay. Nothing, nothing crazy, but, you know, he didn't suck. And I, I think that's a very important yeah. thing. I think the defining the moment of that defense. game, though, was, was the fourth and seven that the my touchdown. guy, my guy, Mike McDaniels, just... Just placed his balls right on the table and said, I'm going for it. Nice little dart right to Jalen Waddle. Got through three defenders. Two touchdown. Attack, two attack of Iloa can seven. play football. Two he attack can. of Iloa can play football. He is the most accurate quarterback. All right. All right. Let's not. The most. I'm saying two is one of only two quarterbacks to open their career 4-0 and against Belichick. Like He's got the Patriots number. It's a great stat. He's a winner. He's, that's how I like to put you know it. He's a winner. You know who the other one is, Paul? Uh, wait, 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 wait. The only other quarterback to be four, to open up 4-0. Ooh, I New think England. I know this one. I think I know this you one. think you know it? Yeah, I think. Uh, go ahead. You have a guess? I have a guess. I, I think, think I saw. Was it Elway? I think Elway. Yeah, it's John Elway. So really? two of John Elway, basically the same player. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I, I think, I, I, again, he didn't light the world on fire, but he played well and you beat New England. You beat a division hmm. rival who a lot of people thought was better than you. You had a sneaky 270 well, you've yards. You've got a week. Go ahead, Ziggy. Yeah, when, good. when you've got receivers who can take care of business after they get the ball, what to his job is is to get the ball to them accurately and then let them do their work. Agreed. Right, if he's you're talking like yards after catch guys, yes, they, no. the, I mean, the Dolphins right. probably two of the three a best lot of times in the league. Seeing, or a lot of what you're seeing in sports going for, like at the moment, and I, I particularly would link this to the college game, 
when you have these weapons on the outside, I mean, that, you, you know, that's a huge difference, mate. There's a reason Jamar Chase went number five in the draft when you can have these guys who make plays that, that most receivers can't. Like, I mean, I sound like an idiot right now saying great receivers are important, but I think that they're more important now than ever before. That's why a guy like Tua Tagovailoa, who might not be the best quarterback in the world, he'll, he's going to have a good season because Tyreek Hill is different from everybody else in the league. And Jalen Waddle is better than most people in the league. So when you're able to stockpile these weapons, I think that's something that Belichick has failed to do in New England. And it's strikingly obvious. I will say, look, I think I think what makes a big difference for Tua this year, and they're still horrendous, but... With the add of Armstead, Connor Williams, like the offensive line gives him just like that that extra second that he needs to read. Like, look, they're not incredibly improved. They still got their, I'm gonna say they got their asses handed them on the line still. Besides Armstead, who's did, thirteen, did they? yes, <laughs> yeah. In, in, in when you really look at the film, like it looks good, but oh my god, they were coming straight up the middle here and there. I, I think I remember playing. I saw scrambling quite a scrambling. few times. I wasn't totally locked in on the yeah. Dolphins game, but see, I mean. But it, but they got they added some people, and it's given to that extra second, whereas last year, 32nd ranked offensive line in the league. The minute that ball was snapped, you they were in the backfield. You can't win with a bad offensive line. You, you can't. I mean, look, look at Burrow. Look, look at Burrow right now. Yeah. Like, I know they just went to the Super Bowl, but like, that, look at the last play of that game. Aaron Donald was immediately in the back. And they he's, upgraded. He's Aaron Donald. But, yeah, even even this week against Pittsburgh, constant pressure. He's, what, sacked, we said, 70 times in his first two years, or he's mm-hmm. pressured 70 times for it, something crazy like that. Uh, you know, you have to shore up the offensive line to allow these guys to succeed. And, and if it's going to be a problem in Miami, you know, that, that, yeah. well, that luckily, doesn't bode well. We did lose our starting left tackle, too, at the same time, yeah, which was – but we'll keep moving forward. Greg yeah. Little's just as good. Well, let's stay in the AFC East. And man, I wish Andrew were here for this. <laughs> this is uh, Paul's favorite thing. At, the whole time we were watching this this slate, Paul was just like, "When's it going to happen? Oh, when's yeah. it going to happen?" No, I was early on, <laughs> early on in Jets Ravens. It, it took it took a while for points to be scored, but finally, I think Lamar hit Devin Duvernay on a deep touchdown. I was like, "All right, that's it. Lock it in. <laughs> minus six and a half. It was a gift." It was truly a gift from the gambling gods to give you Ravens minus six and a half in a game where the Jets, what, I think they were missing two tackles, right? Was it their left tackle who also got hurt, Ziggy? I know I know that they lost Becton, but then who got hurt next? It was the backup, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, Brown. I think so, yeah. Who was it? Brown, it was because it was... Um... It was Brown. Yeah, Durham Dwayne Brown, Brown got, is on IR. Yeah, and he was the, he was the backup to Becton, right? Okay, so, yes. so they were without their first string, second string left tackle. <laughs> Joe Flacco, who can't run. Let's remember that. You know, he's 30-something years, 38 years old. Um, <laughs> it was just a recipe for disaster in New York. And, and Baltimore, once they got going, and they ran away with that pretty easily. I, I don't think the Jets really ever threatened to, to come back in that game at all. Um, Garrett Wilson did have that awesome play where he, uh, on third down where he just, just missed an incredible first down. But, no, I, I think that this Jets team, until Zach Wilson gets back, is going to struggle mightily on offense. God, right? I wish Andrew was here. Yeah, I, no, oh, me too. I'd love I, to hear I, what, he'd have to, what he'd have to say. Ziggy, do you have any info on what do you think he would say? What do you, what do you think Andrew would say? Oh, he'd, he'd say. He'd I think say I know what a Jets help. fan would say. Give it to me, Ziggy. What would Maybe he say? Maybe not delusional one, though. Well, he, I, I, I think what he'd probably say is, oh, just you wait. Zach Wilson's going to come back and run the yeah. table. Here's That's what a Jets exactly fan true. should say. 
Jets fans should be wondering how long Joe Douglas has left of this organization. Because here's the fact, is we've had year after year, now he's had back-to-back years of embarrassing performances. He's entering year three, a pivotal year for any GM, right? He's finally got the three years of players he's drafted. He's gotten to do basically what he's wanted. And you see 2020 is a wasted draft class. 2021 with only a couple players performing. And then 2022, you know, who knows what comes of that. But this is a team that's devoid of talent with the sixth, <laughs> excuse me, the fourth highest pay. They're the fourth highest payroll in the league. And what do they have to show for it? Do you think, do you, so you're not buying them at all offensively? Are you, are you looking at Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and saying, well, if Zach Wilson comes back, maybe there's, maybe there's a chance that they can get some things going? Or are you, are you completely selling everything in New York? I think that Moore and Wilson are talented players, but as a GM, you know, he's failed to build an offensive line for Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson keeps getting hurt. He's failed to build a functional defense. There's a couple good players here and there. But, heck, even their biggest contributor, C.J. Mosley, isn't even a Joe Douglas addition. No. I feel like they've been... Williams has been decidedly average considering his draft capital. I don't know. It's... Sounds like I, so. I think that <laughs> I, like feel so. I feel like their quarterbacks just can stay healthy. Like, like think about it. Darnold, how many games yeah, did he play last I, I, for I, them? I, I don't for know them. if injuries were the thing for Sam Darnold, though. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. But like, if you think about it, like, how often is their starting quarterback that they that no, they lot, lot picked times, in a draft I mean, like hasn't started like because I mean, yeah, of some? You could, you could go back. A long time and say Jets starting quarterbacks keep getting hurt. I mean, Chad Pennington got hurt. Vinny Testaverde got hurt. I know they didn't draft him, but um, yeah, they do have a, a problem with injured quarterbacks in New York. <laughs> like they got to um, figure that that out. I I I do think that they'll they'll be okay this season. I don't think that they're gonna win three games or two games or anything like that. There's definitely enough talent to come away with like a six win season. But you know that that five and a half number was was there. That was the betting number for a reason. Like they 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 have a lot to work on. So once Zach Wilson gets back, it'll be a lot more fun to watch them and see where he really is at. Wait, wait you don't want to watch Joe Flacco throw fifty three no, times in a game? Watch Joe Flacco you, don't want to, you don't want to watch no. <laughs> watch thirty eight year old Joe no, Flacco and, throw. And, and, at this point, <laughs> yeah. At this point, go ahead. At, at this point, you're wondering if the. Jets should assign Geno Smith to go play for him. We've had Geno no, Smith lighting up dead. I, um, yeah, I, I just think that with Joe Flacco for the next few weeks, it's going to be tough. And then once Wilson's back, well, we'll, we'll Joe, see. Joe Flacco might not be starting. Robert Sala said he's considering starting uh, Mike White. Ooh. Well, it's, Ooh. The, the Mike amazing White. Mike White. That, the, I'll tell you what that says to me. That tells me the head coach has no idea what's going on with his team. Yeah, no, it's it's a, the Joe Douglas appointed head coach. <laughs> you know, I I really think that yeah, Ziggy's not selling the Jets; he's selling Joe Douglas. That's yeah. that's that's the moral of this story here. Yeah, yeah. I, you right. know what I haven't seen though from them? I haven't seen like when Sala got to the Jets. Like you saw all these videos, like him like screaming, like getting them amped up. I have not seen any of that this season. This season, like I did. Like, you watch this game? No. No, no, no. Well, I, was, he, I was busy. Every time things went bad, he was staring off into the distance, looking <laughs> yeah, blank, like, like he had no idea what to do. He's lost on the field. Look, until Wilson gets back, I'm I'm willing to give him a bit of a pass, but yeah, I I don't I don't know if it'll be better. We saw Zach Wilson very briefly in the preseason game, and it wasn't pretty. 
It was not pretty. Yeah. Um, just a couple more things we want to touch on here. We're not going to run through every single game. Um, oh, you know, we should hit. We should briefly hit Giants-Titans because if, if you're talking about a team that played with energy and passion, that was the Giants this weekend. You can instantly tell that there's a connection between Dable and his players. I mean, Barkley, when he when Barkley took the lead there at the end, I, I was playing against him in fantasy, I, and I was a little bit hyped up. I just want to put it out there. I totally called Saquon having a great year this year. Well, let's see. Let's see. It's It's been one week. It's been it's What do you been mean one week? Everyone knew Saquon was going to be good if he doesn't get injured. Everyone knew I, that. I don't know if everyone agreed about yeah. that. Yeah. The, the offensive line has been miserable for so long there in New York. Um, he, he had a couple big holes this weekend. But, no, like there is absolutely a different feeling with the Giants. Um, <laughs> at least there was at the end of the game because throughout much of it, it looked like Tennessee was going to win easily. And I will say this. That game is over. Over. If Mike Rabel turns around and gives the ball to, to, to uh, Derrick Henry on third and one instead of running, what is it, like some sort of sweep to his tight end uh, to try and win the game? Like, what are you doing? You had the best running back in the NFL. It, it, it's like Marshawn Lynch in the Super Bowl. When you have a guy who's unstoppable from one or two yards out, give him the damn ball. I think I didn't have to fly off there. I, so I don't know what, you know, that's that's the, uh, the fantasy loser in me coming out because Saquon won the game for... Uh, for our friend Ken on the, the following drive. Ken. But it's over. If you give the ball to Derrick Henry, do, do you disagree with that, Ziggy? No, I don't disagree with that. I think that's certainly true, but while that's true, I also think that we're right in giving credits to the Giant and Dable in oh, particular. Sure. That that two-point conversion at the end, you know. Oh, so, so good. You're a first-time so head gutsy. coach. It's 19-20 to 20 against 10s, and we saw a lot of teams play for ties this week. The team that was maybe least likely going into win. You know, this wasn't Cincinnati Steelers. This wasn't Colts Texans. The team least likely to win, the Giants, gave the ball to Saquon. Brian Dable said, we're going to win or we're not going to play at all. And they won. No, that, that kind of aggressiveness and that desire has been missing from the organization. And if you're a Giants fan, you have got to be excited to see. Oh, if you're, if you're a Giants fan, you're pumped up. And that decision, though, to just talk about, you know, the guts that it takes to make that call... If you miss it, fans are going to be saying, fans are going to be pissed off. Why don't we mm-hmm. just go to overtime? We're out playing them at the moment. But when you when it hits like that, I mean, you're a hero. And you have the it's entire, franchise you're to able to take the, the franchise from here, or yeah. at least the excitement from here to here with that call. And, you know, I like what he did. He said, I'm going to give the ball to my best player and let him make a play. And Barkley made a play. Because yeah. Tennessee had him in the backfield for a second. And he just, you know, I think he, there was even a little bit of a face mask that he uh powered through on his way in doesn't matter does not matter what are you saying doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you get a face mask on saquon the back oh yes, yeah. that yes, kind yes. Of player. what do you call but, it? i mean here's sure. you, you know what giants fans should be most excited about what? daniel jones had a decent game he went not 17 not for not 21 not two touchdowns one interception the pick was like, a bad you know, one but no he looked okay and i'm not saying it was great right but if your hope was that dable would bring a confident offense when was the last time Jones looked this good? Did he ever look this good no, under like the he, Jason he Garrett okay. offensive what, coordinator? Who had, the big, who had the deep touchdown? Was it was it Shepard? Shepard I mean, Shepherd looked good. Yeah, it was Tony Sterling Shepard at times. Like all these guys, I think the Giants should be looking Wait, forward. Did you say Kadarius yeah, Tony looked good at times? I had a couple plays. How many receptions did he have? I thought he had two or three. He had zero receptions, Paul. Did he? I, th- I could have sworn that I saw him. Tony is in the doghouse. He got two <laughs> touches. And, Dave, and, I'm a, I'm and Dable basically said that 
Tony's not playing because he hasn't been meeting like he hasn't been going to team oh, meetings. Oh wow, well, I must, I must. Have, Wasn't that was that was the big thing with him was his character okay. coming out I of must, college. I must have seen something wrong. He's like a ter- his character is like his work ethic and character <laughs> oh, is did, terrible. Well, I, all right, yeah, I, I totally misread something then because I I thought that he played solid. But all right, well, if you're able to get anything out of Tony, then. Uh, you know, you can take this off. I will say hire. Giants fan have to be looking up because I was, I was talking with my Uncle Mike yesterday and they were uh, without their starting first round pick this year, this game. Thibodeau. The Giants? Yeah. 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 No, like, he's out for a little he, while. He's out for a little bit. I think there was another player that was out that they didn't have. That was a pretty key part of the offense. Not sure who. I don't remember who it was. Wendell Robinson? No. Mm. No. It, there, there was another key player that I, couldn't, I can't think of. I did of. draft him in our Dynasty League. But no, you, you have to be pumped up and, and, and you have to be so excited yeah. about Saquon because... Yeah, when he's healthy, he's just, he's different. All right, so, uh, yeah, Giants fans should be excited. Tennessee fans should be pissed off because it's a horrible call from Vrabel. Um, The last game that I just want to touch on briefly, just briefly, 49ers, Bears, um, Trey Lance's debut. You can't put too much stock into this because of the weather conditions. It, it, seriously, the Soldier Field was flooded. I mean, that, that thing is pretty close to being a little pond. The Bears got a penalty for it, too. Yeah, no. Well, that was a, an epic celebration. I mean, I, I love No, no, they didn't, they didn't get a penalty for that. They, well, they, brought, they brought a towel onto the field <laughs> to dry up the spot where the kicker was going and got oh, a 15-yard incredible. penalty for it. Incredible. I, I missed that play. Um, but no, I mean, Soldier Field was soaked. So you can't put too much stock into Trey Lance's performance. Uh, he certainly didn't impress. But when it's when the conditions are like that, you know, you, you can have an excuse. My, my bigger takeaway from San Francisco, and then let's acknowledge they were missing Kittle. I think they are missing a lineman here or there. Um, and Elijah Mitchell got hurt. But no, you, you, can't, you can't lose that game to Chicago, especially when you're a team that's built to win in the trenches. I'm sorry, Ziggy, you can't lose to Chicago. There's, the, the Bears are not a good football team. Oh, I, yeah. Do you agree I just want to say I disagree. With, I, di- I agree you can't lose to Chicago, but I disagree with your assessment that the Bears are a really bad team. National media has been pooping on the Bears all off season. They're going to surprise people. Rightfully this so. Rightfully so. Yeah, no, I can't. They've I can't got a see competent offense and a competent defense. They're going to win eight or nine games this year. Who is the next eight wide receiver after Darnell Mooney? It doesn't freaking matter. What do you What do you mean? It doesn't matter. I, I, Look at the I, I the Cowboys are the best. A strong the Cowboys, run game, a decent the Cowboys are the best example. Look, even Even if the Bears are just an average football team, which I think is giving them a little more credit than they deserve. San Francisco, people are talking about them like they should win the Super Bowl this year. There's There have been multiple people who have predicted them to go to the Super Bowl and potentially even win it with Trey Lance. And the foundation of that team is on their defense and hold the on, run game. Hold on, Who's predicting the 49ers to win the every, Super Bowl? Every single like media out there has them in the playoffs and going far. I mean, hell, Richard, maybe Richard even Sherman on the volume, you know. He, oh, Richard, show me, show me one national player. reporter who said the 49ers are winning the Super Bowl. All right. Just one. A lot I, of them, a lot of people are saying that the 49ers are a dark horse Super Bowl team. A lot of people are saying that they can make a deep playoff run. And I, I know it's week one. I know the conditions were bad. But you can't let Justin It's a bad team. result. I'm it's not denying that. Yeah. It's a bad yeah. result. That's, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little annoyed because I haven't been buying this Trey Lance hype and, uh, Look, he, he did not play particularly. He was outplayed by Justin Fields. He was outplayed. Yeah. I, I, it's so hard to judge on that football field. It is. It, it is. It really is. Like, it was whoever scored the touchdown first. I know. Like, I, I just think that that San Francisco offensive line and defense, you got you got to bully around Chicago. Oh, did you see the, um, there, was a, <laughs> there was a funny video on Nick Bosa. 
before warm up before he no, went what out. What did he say? He didn't say anything. He was walking out to go warm up. He looked out, saw it downpouring, <laughs> turned the other way. Didn't even go out to warm up. He I mean, turned the crazy. other way. It was crazy. It was he crazy. turned the other way. Uh, before we get out of here, let's just quickly give everyone an update on our picks from the weekend. Before, before we move on, I just want to put this out here. And Patrick Mahomes no, he's is insane. He's the best insane. in football. Like, he went out there for a purpose. He, he threw five touchdown passes. This whole offseason, everyone's saying, everyone's saying that, oh, maybe without Tyree Kill, you see some regression. Josh Allen is so good. I know they're friends, but yeah. you know that that, that lit a fire. That, that was one of the stupidest takes of the entire off. That might have been the stupidest take which, of the Which one, the regression because of Tyree Kill? Well, no, not just the regression. I They probably did regress a little bit, let's be honest. No, the, the claim that there were people out there claiming that Mahomes was just yeah. overrated, not that good. Allen's in a different tier. Mahomes was carried by Hill. Yeah, ridiculous. Like some serious people were claiming that. He's, he seriously has that magic component to him that I'm not quite sure anyone else in the league has at the, at the moment. Yeah, now, I think he went out there at first game against Arizona, oh, who was yeah. supposed to be a high power. Well, when they get we'll everybody see, back, we'll when they get everybody back, are supposed to be a high powered offense, but. No, best he, player in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. Like, he went know, out it should, there. It should he's, be a question. Where was he in the top ten or top 10, 100 players? No, he's not the best player in the NFL. He's All right. a close to All right, behind Aaron Donald. Behind Aaron Donald. Uh, Aaron Donald. Oh, oh. You're, actually, I mean, Mahomes is borderline top five. All right, who, borderline who, 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 top are, you, who five. are you thinking of here? Aaron Donald. Okay. Josh Allen. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> easy top three. Okay. Easy so you, top so you three. So you do have Josh Allen above him. Yeah, I don't know how you have Josh Allen. No, my, the, Josh Allen is better. What Josh Allen is not is in a different tier of player. Josh Allen oh, doesn't okay, have a Super so Bowl. you're still taking Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen doesn't have a Super Bowl. Okay. wasn't even close to a Super Bowl, and you have him above it. Yeah, he's close to Super Bowl. He's, he's close to this year, but yeah, he last, was, last year... Last year, he was a ridiculous... Who'd he lose to? Seconds. Exactly. Who'd he hey, lose I'm to? I'm on your side, man. I'm he's, on your side. He lost to Daddy Mahomes. I'm on your side. All right, here's, our, here's a quick update on our picks. Um, oh, ooh, Ziggy wants to say something. Let me hear it, Ziggy. I, I, I just wanted to say that was Mahomes won that game, but Josh Allen did just as much as Mahomes. Yes, Josh Allen was phenomenal. I, I think very, very close one too. I just Mahomes is still his daddy till his day, <laughs> until he beat him. Um, <laughs> all right, so picks. Uh, I went one and three in my picks, but I won the fantasy player with with uh, Brandon Cooks, Boo. which is a huge, huge win for me. Huge Boo. win on Brandon Cooks. So I have two points, Jack. Hit on BYU, hit on the Chargers minus three and a half, missed on the Arizona Kansas City under, and he was just a couple points short with Hollywood Brown. So Jack has two. Ziggy, you hit on USC minus seven and a half. Great pick, phenomenal pick. You lost with T, the T Higgins injury it was tough. Sorry about that. The Green Bay Minnesota over wound up hitting, or wound up not hitting because the Packers had only seven points, as we pointed out. And then, you know, got to give you credit. You picked Giants plus five and a half. We all made fun of you. That's your second point. So, Paul, Jack, Ziggy, all at two points. Zach. Panthers one and a half was tough. Panthers one and a half was tough. Especially because you lose by half a point. Damian Pierce did not understand that pick. I got. I got to be honest with you. I was going wait. Like I thought of the top twelve. I'm like, eh, he's pretty deep in there. Well, you've been talking about all, all offseason. I have been. I, just, I, I was stunned when you took him. Yeah. So maybe maybe we'll see a receiver. I, I feel like you have to take a receiver if we're playing PPR. Yeah, well, full PPR. Full PPR. Um, Actually, no, maybe you hit on the Chicago San Francisco under, and then uh, Bama twenty and a half. No, 
I, I yeah. thought it was a great bet, but no. Um, and then lastly, we have Andrew, who missed on the Oklahoma State-Arizona State game. He had the over, uh, the under wound up hitting. He had Washington minus two and a half. He hit that against Jacksonville. Had the under, I'm sorry, he had the over for Philadelphia and Detroit, which hit. He, he didn't believe it, but it hit. And then he had DJ Moore as his fantasy player. So, one week in, Paul, Jack, Ziggy, and Andrew, all with two points. Zach with one. We'll be drafting again this Thursday, uh, Thursday night for Friday release. So, yeah, I mean, no one, no one ran away with a four-pointer this week. Excite! I, I'm very pumped up for the next draft. I had a yeah, lot of fun doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that I know, now that I yeah, know the top twelve is like, there's some. We're a little uh, more seasoned. Yeah, yeah. We, we I, understand what I, we're doing. I, I thought really thought pa- Damian Pierce. I was like, yeah, like Question, top twelve goes pretty deep. And I was like, now I realize you could get like like Ziggy took T Higgins. I was like, wow, that's somebody I could have taken or somebody like of that nature. For some reason, I took Damian Pierce. He's I'm never touching that kid again. We'll we'll see we'll see what happens. So um, I mean, Damian right. Pierce is not the starter. You heard it from me, and I told yeah. you no one believed me. Yeah, I, I mean, did tell him. How much did he get out snapped by? Uh, I, I think oh. he was like I five should, touches behind no, no, Sexy I, Rexy. <laughs> I what do you call it? Uh, Lovey Smith came out saying that um, he said something that it it was like uh, the way the game went is why Rex Burkhead ended up being like the start or okay the okay look also. Do you think that Christian McCaffrey's ever going to get out touched because of how the game went by another running back? <laughs> well, like, well, unless first how the game first of all, went is first him of all, that's Christian ACL. McCaffrey. No chance. It's Christian McCaffrey. No one's out touching the, the, starter, the number one running back maybe in the league. We're strength. talking about Rex Burkhead and a rookie. Like oh, that's just two different. So if, if, two if, different you are, if you are the right starter, team. being the starter means you don't get out touched by game script. It means you're the starter. All right, well, I'm going to wrap the show here because we, because we can argue Damian Pierce and Rex Burkhead all day. I don't think anyone's touching either of them in the next fantasy draft. If you do, kudos. I hope, you, I hope it goes well. <laughs> it won't. Um, but, again, thanks for listening to this episode. We'll be back on Friday with our Week 2 predictions. Zach, not Zach, Jack and Andrew will be back. Yeah, uh, they left we'll, us. We'll have to see what they have to say. They can, they can defend the Steelers, and we'll see if Andrew's got well, anything. Andrew the can't say anything. Yeah, they're, we'll, they're complete garbage. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. He'll find a way. So, again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all our social medias. Well done.